Welcome to A Better HR Business, the podcast that looks at how HR consultants and HR tech firms grow their businesses and how they help their employers to get the best out of their people. Remember, for show notes and downloads, go to www.getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. That's getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. Okay, let's get started. Hello, welcome back to the show. Great to have you along. And I'm really looking forward to today's conversation with Judy Corner. Judy and I have met several times. We know each other well, and she's a wonderful person and an expert in the area of mentoring. And today we're talking about her role and also the role of the company in Salas. But first, before we get into all of that, Judy, thank you very much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Yeah. And whereabouts are you calling in from? Well, I'm actually located in Florida. But the offices, actually, corporate offices are actually near Richmond in Dallas. Very good. Got it. So, yeah, I alluded to the fact that you're very experienced or knowledgeable in the world of mentoring, but I've kind of joked previously that you're almost like the mother of modern mentoring. So for context, and before we get into Insala and how Insala's mentoring services and technology work, can you give me a background to explain why you're so pivotal in the world of mentoring? Well, first of all, it's a subject I believe in, and I've been involved in the mentoring field for well over 35 years. So when you call me the mother of mentoring, I'm okay, and I really am. But how I got started in it was mentoring was something that I truly believed in, in doing this, and I felt it was something that was important, but it was being underused and many times misused. So I had a very, very close friend. And he did a lot of work around and research around mentoring. And so his name is Tim Newby, and he heads up the doctoral program at Purdue University, having to do with motivational learning and technology. He's written several books and so on. So I had a long talk with Tim, told him how I felt about mentoring, again, underused and misused. And so he and I started taking some of his research, and I was melding that with practical application. In other words, it's great to do mentoring, but you also have to realize that in organizations, you've got managers that have got 20 people they're managing and 4,000 things they have to do a day. So you have to give the practical application to it. So that's how we got started. And it's just been my favorite topic since. Brilliant. So the world of HR has I don't know, expanded over time, but then you add on top of that technology and that's expanded even further. So you've got all kinds of stuff like pulse surveys and communications tools and apps and all sorts of stuff. What is mentoring and where does it fit into the employee development cycle? Well, actually, you know, one of the things that I talk about is the fact that good news about mentoring is it's thousands of years old. And the bad news about mentoring is it's thousands of years old. And the reason I say that is because, you know, you put 20 people in a room and you've got 10 to 12 different perceptions regarding what a mentor is, what a mentee is, or what mentoring is in doing that. But actually, as a HR function and an element for development, mentoring is a baby. I mean, you think about HR functions and we've been doing performance management for decades upon decades upon decades. We've been doing succession planning for decades upon decades upon decades. But mentoring, we haven't been doing it that long in the corporate world. 
So it's really quite a baby, but it's coming up fast. One of the things that has been quoted for quite a long time is that 71% of Fortune 500 companies actually had mentoring programs within their organization. Like I said, that's been a statistic that's been there for a very long time. And there's been several organizations that have done some independent studies. And actually, that figure is up to about 86%. Now, again, these are independent studies, but it shows how mentoring really has evolved and is coming into its own. Absolutely. And so where does technology fit into that journey? If you're putting a mentoring program together, we have a process we take clients through. It's called Plan, Implement, Evaluate, and Manage, the PIM model. And that M, Manage, is you have got to have some way, some type of technology to manage your program. If you don't, it becomes what I call an administrative nightmare. You've got to have some kind of technology to help you on the matching and pairing and the tracking, boarding, ways for the mentor and mentee to communicate. I can remember years and years and years ago that organizations were trying, you know, to match a hundred people. And I just, I couldn't figure out, you know, why are you doing that, you know, in that way? And think about it. You start matching, you know, the first 25 or 30 and boy, you're really being, you know, God is about it. And I'll get down to that last 25 or 30. And it's like, oh my gosh, who's left on the list. And so you've got to have a technology tool to help you. Yeah. Especially with a large organization that makes sense and also tying it in with development plans and all sorts of stuff like that. There are different types of mentoring programs, right? It's not just Let's get someone senior and partner them with someone junior, and then they learn stuff. Quite honestly, we suggest you stay away from that hierarchical type of mentor. Mentoring basically is, I've got an individual who's the mentee, and they need help in something. And then we define a mentor as an individual who's got knowledge or experience, who's willing and able to share that knowledge with another. Now, the two most important words in that definition are willing and able. The willing means that the mentor is committed to helping the individual, to working with them, to taking the time. But the able is also very important. One of those historical misperceptions around mentoring is if somebody was just good at what they did, they'd automatically be a good mentor. We're saying, nope, that's not true. Because it takes very different skills to be good at doing something than it does to be able to impart that knowledge to another. So you've got this individual, the mentee, who says, I really need help here. And you've got a mentor that says, okay, I've got that knowledge and experience, and I can help you with that. But talking in terms of the way mentoring has really changed, it still is that mentor to mentee. But at the same time, we see reverse mentoring, where the mentee is probably more senior to the mentor. And we see group mentoring or what we call mentoring circles. You're seeing it used for a lot of different areas. Onboarding, succession planning, career development, leadership development, skill development. So again, it's come a long, long way. Yeah. I'm seeing some great stuff in mentoring for diversity and inclusion sort of areas. It's really good. So DEI, 
It's good for career development. It's good for onboarding and retention. I mean, we talk about recruiting all the time, but once you get them in, don't you want to keep them? So, you know, retention, we find employee surveys and making sure they're much better in doing that. And like you said, you know, DEI initiative. Absolutely. Yeah. I just love the concept of mentoring because whether it's Gallup or any other survey that's out there, you'll always get feedback from your workforce, from the people within the workforce that they want to have to be listened to, to learn, to develop their careers. It's always there. And it's not always just about buying them a course or something like that. It's they love learning from other people and sharing knowledge, but it's also that internal knowledge. It's the history of a sales account, for example, which you're not going to learn from an external program. So that's why I think the internal mentoring is so powerful. Now, you guys at Insala are kind of unique. So a lot of companies, they focus on, we just do technology, plug it in, off you go, you know, it works. Or we are a pure consulting firm, you know, we'll consult, whereas you have a mix. Can you explain how that works? We believe at Insala that we provide human resource solutions. And that solution can be consulting, it can be technology. We really believe in pairing the two together. I mean, like you said before, we're in a technology world and and trying to do certain things without it is just not possible or the hard way to do it. But you got to be ready for it. In other words, as I mentioned, we have a model that we use to plan, implement, evaluate, and manage. Too many people want to start with implement and forget about the planning. So if you do that, though, you're missing a whole big bunch. How are you going to tie this to organizational objectives? How are you going to measure results? These are the kind of things that become important for your senior management. Next time there's a budget cut, guess what's going to go in doing that? You've got to be able to put programs together that support your organizational objectives, not just the objective in the mentoring program, but your organizational and business objectives and what are you going to do? I've always said that you wouldn't ask anybody to take on a role that, number one, you didn't inform them what that role was all about. Number two, you didn't find that they were skilled to take on that role. Number three, give them some training. Mm. Oh, we seem to forget that when it comes to being a mentor or a mentee. Absolutely. I mean, I was telling my kids the other day about Beethoven, an absolute genius, but what an ogre. <laughs> there we go. Perhaps not mean. the best mentor. Uh, yes. You know, the willing and the able yes. to do that. I mean, not everybody can be a mentor. In fact, one of the things we really caution organizations on is when you're rolling out your mentoring program, don't let just anybody be a mentor. If you do, you're liable to have some bad element, but the fact that they are either willing or they're not able to do that. When individuals start going around saying, okay, who would be a good mentor? It's based on those people that are good at what they do, not those people that would be good at imparting knowledge to others. Absolutely. Now, just about the Insala software itself, can you explain to some of the bells and whistles, what does it actually do for a company that says, right, It's time we want to roll out a mentoring program, whether that's a pilot or a full-scale mentoring system or program. What does the platform do for them and how can they use it? First of all, I'm going to give everybody here one piece of consulting advice. Don't ever call it a pilot. 
And the reason we say that is because many times the work pilot kind of says, ah, we're going to try it, see how it works. But it doesn't work, you know. So you don't have the commitment. We suggest you use phase one. And we've seen this with many organizations is when you say phase one, people that weren't a part of the phase one, and they understand many times that, you know, we got to get our arms around this thing. So they're okay with phase one. But if it says phase one, that leads you to believe there's going to be a phase two. And the next reason we suggest you do that is that begins to give it a sense of permanence, that this is going to be a part of our organization and is our culture. It's not the flavor of the month type of situation. One of the most important things is going to be your matching parent. You've got to make sure that you've got good mentors. So again, all these things that are set up ahead of time. And where's the areas of expertise? First of all, what are the areas of the organization that will help support the organization if you're mentoring? And then who are the people that have that expertise and who are the people that need it? So probably the very first thing that you get with a technology tool is that ability to help match and pair in what you're doing and making right. sure that everything is together there that you need. But past that, then you want a way for the mentor and mentee to communicate. You want the mentee to be able to set goals and objectives. You want to be able to track those goals and objectives. Are those goals and objectives, again, helping the organization meet their business objectives? And then you're going to want to be able to report because I'm telling you, people want to know what are we getting out of this in doing that? So that reporting and that tracking becomes incredibly important. I'd say if somebody said, what's the biggest region you need? Technology, I'd say matching and pairing and tracking are important. Absolutely. Now, software does a whole lot more than that. But like I said, I think those are the two most important. Yeah. And from just the internal HR perspective that they are called upon to report on the progress of programs and they do not want to be dragging bits of paper and data from different locations and try and cobble together some sort of report when you can click a few buttons and just get it done, right? Yeah. I remember quite some time ago in the beginning of somebody saying it was the difference in bringing together five or six spreadsheets and then put those together then to another spreadsheet for reporting and being able to push a button and say, ah, this is what I need. Oh, wow. Yeah, been there, done that. I actually broke a computer once doing one of those reports. So yeah, that's nice to hear that we've moved on. So on the business growth side of things, what do you guys do to get the word out about Insala and you know the different components or HR software elements that you offer? Yeah, and again, mentoring is my main focus of what I do. And we have technology to support things around coaching and career development and all of these others. Again, we're a solution provider. And thinking in terms of that, what we do is we do webinars. In fact, we have one coming up on that first Wednesday in May, and we're going to be doing a webinar then. And it really is talking about how to take your mentoring program from good to great. Because nice. some people have a mentoring program in place, and how do you take that from good to great? And then for other organizations that are thinking about starting one, we want to get you to great, you know, as soon as you start. And then we do white papers. We've got ebooks that we do. And, you know, a lot of times we just do chats. I would say one of the biggest things I think we do is what we call our readiness piece. And the idea is before you go to the technology, make sure you're ready in doing that. 
and it sets everything up before you go to the technology. It actually sets things up so you can easily, you know, implement and transfer to your technology. Yeah. I mean, that's such an important point for any software company, whether it's HR or whatever, is the fact that you want to set up your customers for success. And the best way to do that is to make sure that they, you know, measure twice, cut once, or plan yes. it out and get it working well before they actually launch properly. So, yeah, I think that's yeah. such an important point. And it speeds up your launch in doing that because there's things that we can get the engineers ready for that if they didn't have that, they'd have to start from the beginning and kind of find out certain things. We've got that already yeah. in doing that. We've got several testimonials from organizations that have said, you know, things like, well, somebody else, you know, came in and they were ready to get us going. But in Sala said, no, we want to take you through this readiness piece. And that really did make the difference in success going forward. You don't want to start the program and then have to start over again. No. And on the topic of the education, the marketing pieces that you guys have been doing, I've seen a series of the webinars and things like that. So it's all about educating people at different stages of the journey, right? Educating yes. how they can improve their workforce through mentoring, through to the ones who've already established a program, but they want to make it better. Yes. So you're kind of covering you know, the full journey and then educating. And I assume that they can ask questions and learn about Insala at the same time. Absolutely. Sometimes there's not enough time on the webinar to answer every question that comes up. But what we try to make sure we do is because when you go through a webinar, there's always a list of the questions that people had and making sure, even if we feel like we've answered it, we still go back and say, did you get a satisfactory answer? Is there anything else that we can provide you with? Because we do. It is an educational process. Mm -hmm. We want people to understand all the ways they can use mentoring, all the importance of it in an organization and to an individual and how important it is to, again, plan and measure. Absolutely. Well, I look, I know lots of companies that do webinars and people say, well, there's Clubhouse and TikTok and all these different things, but they just continue to be really useful in educating an audience as an event to bring people to. So I personally, I like to call them pre-conversion events because they're a way of bringing people into that sales funnel. You can yes. help them answer questions. And you know, if they want further help by using your product or service, you're there to answer questions either during or after, as you say. And many times what we find is that somebody might not be ready right then. But we actually had a situation in which one of the questions that we ask is, would you like for someone to follow up with you? And you know, it's like, no, not at this time. And it was probably, oh, well, I don't know, it was less than a month later, got an email from this person and said, I'm just sitting in a meeting and, you know, we really should do mentoring. It's coming up in the employee, you know, surveys and so on and so forth. So the point is maybe it's not right at that moment, but we want them to remember that Insala is a solution provider and we want to help them find a solution. Yeah. Very nice. And the fact that they've seen a face to the name, to the company, to the product, to the service, it makes it stick better rather than some solitary blog post or solitary post yes. on LinkedIn. So we hope bit, so. Yeah, yeah. A lot more immersive. And like I said, you know, I, I joked that you're the mother of modern mentoring, so they should be turning up to your webinars because they can learn a whole lot. That's for sure. And I know you guys help lots of very successful companies, not just in the mentoring space, but in the different products spaces, you know, coaching and career development, for example, 
So yeah, you've got a lot of wisdom to share. And as I said, it's the technology as well as the consulting. So you've got tips and tricks, including don't call it a pilot, call it phase one. So please do make sure you send the invoice for that piece of advice to me after the show. Any final advice, Judy, on what employers and companies should do for thinking of developing their workforce firing via the mentoring path? Well, one of the things you brought up before had to do with you know, mentoring is education. I mean, I can't think of a better way to onboard, you know, individuals that are going to become part of the organization. I mean, the things that they can learn. So, you know, if you onboard with somebody that has the knowledge and experience and is willing and able to share it in doing that, that keeps you from stubbing your toe a lot. It gets you up to speed faster. I mean, you can do all the HR personnel introductory programs and it's like trying to drink from a fire hose you know when you're going through that and you just don't remember it all but if you've got somebody and we've heard them call everything from mentors to buddies to you know everything else that can help you when you're new to an organization can let you know about the organization's culture i may be going into a job and i'm fully skilled because i did that before but those skills look different in this organization, in this culture. Having that kind of knowledge when you start is absolutely invaluable. Yeah, definitely. Well, Judy, you've shared a lot of great advice, insights, and it's great to learn more about Insala and the products there. If people want to learn more about Insala and potentially either refer business, become a customer or something else, what should they do next? The next thing they want to do is go to www.insala.com. And there's a way there that you can connect with us whether it's a demo or just saying, I'd like to know more, or I'd be glad to answer your questions if you send it to jcorner, J-C-O-R-N-E-R, at insala.com. Easy peasy. So yeah, check the show notes for the website and uh, Judy's email address. But yeah, fantastic. And thank you very much for sharing your time today, Judy. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Ben. Thanks for joining us today on A Better HR Business, the podcast that explores the world of HR consulting and HR tech businesses. For show notes and downloads, go to www.getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. That's getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. Remember to subscribe and share the show with any friends who are busy growing a HR business. Thanks and see you next time.